Hello, sweet sunshine, and welcome to The Missing Ingredient with Gwen. I'm your host, Gwen. I'm a certified functional medicine and life coach, and I am here today. I'm excited about today's episode, actually, and if you stick around, you're going to learn some things that will help you, at the very least, understand yourself better, which is always a good thing. Because when we understand ourselves, there's more room for self-compassion. And self-compassion can lead to all kinds of magical things. Like the healing of historically impossible habits, for example. Now, I have a cold. So I apologize if I sound a little bit gravelly. I'm going to do my best. I'm so excited to talk about this topic that I just couldn't even hold myself back. So we're doing it feeling like a bit of a, you know, foggy brain. Doesn't matter. Today, actually, I want to talk about our brain a bit. And I love talking about brains. So exciting. (laughs) So our brain is programmed for three things. Well, I mean, obviously more. But for today's conversation, we're talking about three things that really drive us to do or sort of not to do things. So it is always seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and looking to be efficient. That's what's happening all the dang time. Seems pretty basic, right? But honestly, this stuff rules our entire life. And all of this generally happens so quickly that we don't even notice. It's just done. We're on autopilot, man, all the dang time. And I want to unpack it today because that can give us a little bit of space between event and action. And that space can change everything. So when we think about seeking pleasure, we can clearly understand that things like sugary foods or foods that have actually been engineered to fire up our pleasure center are fantastic, right? Along with things like shopping and drinking and social media, quick hits all day long, right? Seemingly harmless, but often overdone to the extent that it is, in fact, harmful. Now, of course, there's other things that are beautiful, like connecting with people we love and, you know, long, juicy hugs and just spending time in nature. Like, these are all beautiful things. Today, we're kind of focusing a little bit on how we derail ourselves, okay? So then we look at avoiding pain and can clearly understand that not having, for example, those quick and easy pleasure-packed things is going to suck. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a struggle and hard things are bad, right? Now, but of course, there's millions of ways we can try and find pleasure and avoid pain. Maybe we're overworking to avoid the pain of being alone or the discomfort of our scarcity mindset. Maybe we're over-exercising to create feelings of accomplishment and endorphins. Maybe we're in an unhealthy relationship because the fear of being alone is too much, right? On and on, this, this list can kind of go, and it's not cut and dry. What I mean is, it's most often not obvious. It's intertwined and deeply seated and complicated, and it feels hard and scary to unravel. That is seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. 
And our brain says, don't do hard things unless it's based on survival because they hurt. They're not necessary. And you don't want to feel hurt. In fact, what can we do right now to avoid feeling those things that make us feel bad, right? Hmm, I know. It's much more efficient to do exactly what you're doing now, even if you don't love the outcome. It's so much harder to cook at home than it is to order in. It's so much harder to sit in an uncomfortable silence with yourself or journal your thoughts and fears and feelings out of you than it is to binge watch shows. It's much harder to take ownership of our life and be responsible, be a responsible adult for our shitstorm than it is to continue believing we have no choice and it's just how it is. And lounging is much better than going for a run or to lift weights or whatever. It's actually, hold on, physically painful to exercise. Who wants that? Well, clearly not our super efficient brain that is trying to keep us moving along and surviving, even if it's not making us feel good or healthy. Change is not at all efficient because it's hard and requires effort and a lot of time and energy. And also, it's not going to be pleasurable and it is going to be painful. And also, we might die. (laughs) Plus, people will absolutely think we're an idiot and then we won't be loved and also we'll probably fail, right? And then we'll feel even worse about ourselves. So then we just fail ahead of time. We're like, well, it's not going to work. Oh my gosh, right? The drama. Let me tell you something. My brain is hella dramatic. My thoughts are so dramatic, it's actually quite funny. And even more bananas, and like this really blows my mind, is that my brain generates a lot of really outrageously hurtful or painful stories about myself. And for the longest time, I just believed them like they were the goddamn news. But the news is heavily focused on all the things wrong and can sometimes not be accurate. So let's change the damn channel, right? I don't know. Maybe maybe your brain is nicer than mine, but mine can be a real meanie pants. I feel like that's something my seven-year-old daughter would say. (laughs) Meanie pants? I don't know. It just came out. So let's find a channel that makes us feel good, that's not full of crazy-ass drama and fear-based content that makes us afraid and want to sort of hide and avoid pain and seek easy dopamine moments, right? Are you with me? For the past few years, I have been going deep into my thoughts and excavating all kinds of garbage that for my entire life I just believed was true and accurate and I had no other option. I honestly didn't even know I could question these things, let alone decide if I wanted to believe them. What? What the hell? Am I right? My thoughts were the only option I had available at the time. And I suppose they were really until they just weren't anymore. That's the work. All right, let's get into this. Let me give you some examples here so you can understand where I'm coming from, I guess. So things like, I need to be small to be beautiful. What? 
I love my body and I'm so dang grateful for it. And nobody can dispute that humans of all shapes and sizes and colors are absolutely and fantastically beautiful. And if you want to dispute that fact with me, well, I'm sorry that that's the life you're choosing to live. That's really hard for you. Okay? These are just facts. (laughs) Also, I have other thoughts, things like, I'm not worthy of success and I don't have anything of value to offer people. What in the actual hell? People pay me thousands of dollars to work with them because together we change their damn life. That shit changes the damn world. It is the best. Or how about people don't like me because I'm weird? Well, this is true, no doubt. But also... Some people love me because I am lovable, even though I didn't think I was for the longest time. What the hell? Who's not lovable or worthy of love? If you've been here a while, you'll know that I often unpack this like this. (laughs) What baby isn't worthy of love? What little child isn't worthy of being loved and hugged and snuggled and taken care of? The answer is all of them. Now, the question is, what changes? What would make you or your child unlovable? Now, people come at me with answers to this question, and I get it. Some people do horrible things. That's a conversation for another day. You are not that person. I am not that person. You and I are absolutely worthy of all the damn love. Not everyone's going to love us, but some people are. Now there's so many other crazy thoughts that live unquestioned in my mind that run constantly, but quietly inside my brain until they became my identity, right? I thought I had no choice. Things like I'm stupid. I'm not good at hard things. I shouldn't do things if I can't do them perfectly. I can't let people see me fail because if they do, they'll hate me. I need to make sure everyone else is happy. Oof, that's a big one. Otherwise, they'll leave. That's That one's pretty loaded, actually. I have other ones around that too. Other people are more important and worthy than me because, well, have you met me? I'm a weirdo that nobody loves. Do you know where I've come from? It's totally weirdo. And also, I'm dumb as a bag of hammers and everyone knows that. Like these are the crazy thoughts that roll around in my brain space. Now, do I slip back into these thoughts like they're a comfortable pair of slippers? Hell yeah, I sure as shit do. They are well-worn and comfortable as hell. And so are the behaviors that go along with them, right? Sharing these things is a little bit like walking around naked for me. As I'm saying them out loud, I'm like feeling a little nauseous. But I don't really feel like they have control over me anymore. So I wanted to share them just in case you feel anything similar. And if you don't, that's cool too. You can think I'm a total weirdo. I'm pretty comfortable with that thought, as previously mentioned. Here's what's strange about our brain, though. Those hurtful thoughts are more comfortable than the new upgraded ones. 
ones that say I am worthy of success and I have a lot of value to offer, that my body is as beautiful as anyone else's, that I am a likable person, even if I am weird, and that I am a badass and can do hard shit. Those thoughts are super awkward. Like seriously, you try them on. How do they feel for you? How does it feel for you to think, I am beautiful. I am worthy of success and I have tremendous value to offer the world. I am lovable and I belong in any room I want to be in. I am worthy and I can do hard things like a complete badass. How do they feel? They should feel nice, maybe strange, and that's okay. They're new. It's like, like a fresh pair of jeans. Your ass looks really great in them, but they need to be worked in a bit to soften up, right? It's the same with thoughts and generating thoughts that create change. They're uncomfortable and they're awesome. And you look good with those new thoughts. They make you glow with sparkles and glitter. And guess what? We can all tell. As a coach, when my clients start to upgrade their thoughts like that, I can see and feel that their entire life is about to get doused in magic. And it is so freaking good. I can't even tell you. Lights me on fire. (laughs) I wanted to talk about our brain and our thoughts. So we know what we're up against as we navigate creating a life and a body we love and feel confident and comfortable in. I want to kind of normalize this duality of the experience we go through as we make changes of any kind, okay? It's awkward and it's uncomfortable and it takes effort. Now, this is where clients often get lost in the hardness of feeling awkward and uncomfortable, right? But let me remind you that this awkwardness and discomfort has a fantastic outcome or destination, right? It's the best kind of work. Yes, it's awkward and uncomfortable. And chances are, where you are now is also uncomfortable, but doesn't have a golden pot of potential attached to it, right? So you're just feeling kind of crappy and also stuck. So you're already feeling the feelings you've been trying to avoid feeling because your brain says that they're hard and painful. Are you with me? When I say that, I always think of Tony Robbins, who always says, if you're with me, say I, to which like 10,000 people shout, I. Anyways, so random, sorry. (laughs) We create these false beliefs or false thoughts that going after what we want will be hard in a bad way. And then we spend a lifetime trying to fill in the deep space that belongs to us going after a life that we want with shallow things. Quick rewards versus long game reward, right? It's a math problem though. In our brain, we've attached the reward to the wrong things. And then we're like 40 something and we're wondering why our body feels like foreign landscape and our life feels like it belongs to other people. And we can't remember the last time we felt like ourselves and joyful and every day feels pretty much the same as it did for the last million days. Babe, if any of this lands with you, your thoughts 
need to be unpacked. And absolutely not in a judgmental way, but in in like an exploration kind of way. As if you're heading out on a journey. See what you find. I want to kind of loop back for a hot second and then I have some questions to ask you that you can ponder. So when I'm talking about how our brain tells us that the idea of making change is uncomfortable, hard, painful, and not efficient, that process stops us from making change, right? It puts in all these frictions at which sound like I'm, I'm, I'm going to fail. It's too hard. I don't have time right now. I'm not worthy of that. I'm not worth the investment. I've never succeeded in the past. So why would I succeed this time? All of that is our brain generating thoughts to help us stay exactly where we are. So when I say it's a math problem, which is hilarious because math is not my strength. (laughs) It's that we believe those thoughts as they're generating, but we haven't questioned them to see that, wait a minute, staying how we are right now, staying in this place is also generating this feeling of discomfort. It is not an enjoyable place to be. It doesn't feel great. Potentially creating change will make me feel better. Potentially, if I do this thing that is hard, I will feel better. My life will be better. Okay. Does that make sense? I want you to ask yourself, and and not right now, because sometimes we, our brain will just go into total overwhelm, but, you know, come back to this. Um, we're at about like 18 minutes in or so, and write these questions down later in your journal or something, whatever works for you. So I want you to ask yourself, in what ways are you creating pleasure in your life? List them out. What do you do to create pleasure or comfort or love or any feelings you've attached to feeling pleasurable? Some of these will be positive things, I hope, but be on the lookout for things that might have a negative impact on your life. You know, things like you look forward to, I don't know, a few glasses of wine after work every day. Well, how is that affecting you? If you're, you know, a woman in your 40s, Having a few glasses of wine a night is really derailing you in so many ways. So just looking for those things. What are you doing to create pleasure and joy in your life? Some of them are going to be good. Some of them are going to take a little adjusting. What are you avoiding? What actions are you trying to avoid taking? What do you want to do but aren't doing? Okay. What in your life are you just, you know, this usually sounds like, oh, I know I should fill in the blank. We have so many shoulds in our life. And this is stuff that we're avoiding. We know that it probably is the thing that we could be doing that would make us feel fantastic or whatever it is, but we're avoiding it because on some level, we think it's too hard. Another actually spin on this or another thing to consider is what feelings are you trying to avoid? This is actually a big one because we can attach feelings to millions of different events. But if most of them lead to you feeling like a hot mess, then that shit ain't cool. 
okay? So what feelings feel dangerous to you or uncomfortable or, you know, like maybe you are in a hard circumstance and you're trying to avoid that, the feelings that come with the hard circumstance. How are you then creating pleasure in your life because of that? Are you numbing yourself out? Are you avoiding that pain by doing some, I don't know, three glasses of wine a night? You get it. (laughs) What actions are you taking every day that aren't serving you at all? When are you going on autopilot? Okay, my guess is, like everyone else, the answer is most of your life. We're doing and thinking the same things every single day of our life and then wondering why things never change. All of us do this. But if you want to up-level your life or your health or whatever it is, you've got to change some shit. But wait, that's not enjoyable, pleasurable, or efficient, says your brain. So you do not. (laughs) We need to turn off our autopilot if we want to create a life we love, make changes in our lifestyle we know aren't serving us, and actually start liking and understanding ourselves. What do you think? Are you ready for this work? Is this making any sense to you? Tell me, come and tell me actually over on Instagram at Gwen Johnson official and and let me know what you're thinking about this. How's it landing? I want to hear all the things. I love hearing from you. And hey, if you actually do feel ready to invest in yourself so you feel comfortable in your beautiful body, more energetic and vibrant in your life, and are curious to find out what it would be like to work with me, all you need to do is send me a note and we'll set up a call to get some clarity on what that means to you, okay? There's more information available on my website, gwenjohnson.ca, which I will link to in the show notes. Honestly, this is the best time, okay? Even just that first call can be transformational for people. Just getting that clarity. People often get freaked out when they think about making changes or investing in themselves, as I mentioned in this entire podcast episode. (laughs) Their fears get all zesty and their brain tells them they're overwhelmed and it's never going to work and they always fail and it's going to be hard and it's too expensive. And this time, unlike all the other times, they'll figure it out how to do it on their own. And so life just stays the same and their relationship with themselves stay the same and the relationship they have with their body stays the same. All of these things are just thoughts, thoughts that are based on you staying the same because staying the same is efficient. It's a known level of discomfort or pain and you have a well-established reward or dopamine system in place for that. Okay, these could be called thought errors because they just don't serve you. Do you see that? So let's go. (laughs) Let's go and get you feeling fantastic in your body. Just imagine how that would change your life. Just imagine how you would show up for the people you love and yourself. When was the last time you showed up for yourself like that? Man, I am getting spicy. (laughs) All right, just a quick reminder, you 
are absolutely amazing and worthy and lovable and truly a goddamn gemstone, okay? So go out into the world today and just let that be the loudest loop of thoughts you have.